Captain. Are you ready, kids? Aye, aye, Captain. All right. I can't believe the number of different things in our life that lead us to frequently saying the same crap which is just like are you ready that's like yeah. it's like every single time we ask are you ready it's like i feel like my mind goes in the spongebob theme right and then like even like when we press like all the buttons on the cameras to like get rolling it's like all right and we're rolling and roland always reminds me of the character of roland from mm. schitt's creek where uh eugene levy would always be like rolling yeah i know <laughs> like he would always say it like this like very like like why are you doing something that i don't expect you to do there's Roland. A, it always makes me the word Roland always makes me well I always want to make I always want to have like a thing to go with it and I try and think of something to rhyme with Roland and the what the thing I always rhyme it with is Danger Dolan which is just this like I don't even know if it's like an old YouTuber I don't even know if he still makes stuff but he used to do like top 10 lists of like random things okay so it would be like top 10 biggest holes on earth or something oh amazing like his kind of video was like that but it was just like narrating over this sort of thing and it was danger dolan and so every time we say Roland, i like Roland, Roland, danger dolan i'm like that's so random no one even knows who danger dolan is no one even knows no one even knows <laughs> or maybe they do and i just haven't kept up with it because i haven't watched one of his videos in 10 years well maybe you should maybe i should maybe i should check out how danger dolan's doing yeah see see <laughs> see what the latest is yeah um, what are the new biggest holes on earth i know yeah it's like surely some other ones have been dug since then yeah, right the other one we always do with rolling is uh chameleon airs like they see me rolling they hate patrolling yeah right brown and dirty is that the name of that song? white and nerdy white and nerdy that's the that's the weird owl version. version the superior version yeah yeah, yeah good times, as good times. usual yeah okay right, here we go all right so we're three minutes in just keep that in mind as yeah. we yeah all right cool 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 all right <laughs> Pop of the morning, everybody, and welcome to Popcorn Culture. As always, I am your one true host, Jazzy J, joined as usual by my brother, the one true co-host, Buzzy Benjamin B. How you doing, Ben? It is great to be here this morning. Yeah. Great to be mm-hmm. here. I really appreciated your weather report just a few minutes ago and, mm. the, and the traffic on I-81 out there backed up 13 miles as per always. Ben, I'm not sure I-81 is 13 miles long. <laughs> well, I-581. 581. 581, yeah, 581, yeah, there we go, yeah. It, you just got such that... that radio voice you know yeah. it's just like it's like oh yeah clearly like what we're doing is like you know it's 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 6a like you're, you're talking yeah all welcome those, to the morning like, drive time yeah, yeah. E- exactly yeah, yeah yeah that's that's definitely like the the essence that i feel like you're you're hitting right square on the head there yeah so. yeah well it's, i mean this is what i'm going for for sure yeah okay yeah well, with, my, with my little intro voice well there. executed yeah indeed. embodying the true jazzy j from my the one short story i had to write in college about carl who unfortunately for him was the luckiest man alive ah oh, such a good short story yeah i yeah. know I, I believe that we've told it once before. I think we have. We have. To, we, have to, we have to link to it somewhere. But what's the brief? The well, the brief is that unfortunate. Well, that's basically the opening sentence. That's that was like. Uh yeah, I was like, unfortunately for him, Carl was the luckiest man alive. And the uh, his his whole thing is that like as he goes through life, like everything just goes his way nonstop. 
Um, but in a weird way, this like also affects him in this like adverse way in that he never has a sense of fulfillment because he never has to try for anything. But at the same time, his good fortune often comes at the misfortune of others. So like, let's say he's like walking down the street or something and like, um, you know, with like his best friend and like uh, a bucket falls off to construction site. Like it might strike his friend, thus leaving him unharmed. But it's because he was lucky enough not to be hit. Yeah. But like unlucky in the fact that his friend was hit. So like, you know? so like yeah, th- things keep happening that are that are not good. So I, uh, my suspicion is that when you originally scribed this story, it was not intended to have like a, a, a very like privileged undertone. However, no, the, it was not. The yeah. way that you just described it, it was kind of like. Huh. Yeah, I know. I don't <laughs> think I realized what I, I just thought. I was like, this is a fun gimmick. Like, what a what a what a topsy turvy idea. Um, but so one of my examples, as I'm establishing the character in my very limited uh, story here, was um, an example of the ways in which he was lucky. Was that he um, when he's drives to work every morning, he has to like think for a minute about what radio he's gonna, what radio station he's gonna turn into for the drive, and he lands on one um, for the day. He has to ch- he changes radio stations every single day because every single day he calls in to win whatever show it is. Okay. But you can only win once a month is like always the stipulation. Okay. So he has to change radio stations every day of the month until he gets until he's reset and is allowed to win again. Okay. But but he knows he'll but he knows he will win because no matter what, when he calls in, he will be the caller they pick based on his own luck. Interesting. And okay. he will win because whatever the game is, he will guess correctly no matter what because he's lucky right so the the radio station he happens to tune into happens to be hosted by jazzy J, and the, the game they're playing that day is to like guess the um the like jazzy J has a, a a random word from the dictionary that like an sat word and you, he'll just give you two two possible definitions of the word and you have to guess which one is correct and so carl is sitting there pondering whether or not he is incapable of guessing the wrong answer or whether he is in the moment capable of choosing the meaning of the word oh yeah that's very interesting right. because it's like no matter what he will he, be declared correct he will be declared correct right, right right yeah which means that like but this this almost suggests that regardless of what he did and and this is almost like like a chicken and the egg type of thing it's like what yeah. came first his response <laughs> or the true meaning exactly yeah exactly yeah. so like he doesn't know the meaning of the word and he has a 50 50 shot so he can choose whichever one he chooses will be the correct one so is he yeah it's it's just such a weird conundrum like is he is he choosing the meaning of the word or incapable of choosing the wrong one Ugh. and yeah so that that was a uh, some of like the early things so i didn't it wasn't a very developed story because i only had to have like the first few pages done for the class and then it was mostly an exercise in peer review more than short story writing so okay okay so then it's, you had to break into small groups and read everyone's stories and critique them and stuff like that which is a horrifying experience when other people read your stuff and you're like oh god i don't know what i'm doing you guys are better writers than me so, I, Jay, as far yeah. as I'm concerned, I feel like you're you are well on your way towards just adding another another film uh, to the the repertoire from the the up and coming studio house titled 27 bus yeah, 27 bus productions 27 <laughs> bus productions which at this point in time i am like so fully committed to the bit that if we ever reach the stage in our life which we're not even close to for for clarity yeah um of of producing films mm-hmm. i feel like we have to call it 27 bus 27 bus this is yeah. like because because and i think about this every single time like a movie or tv show starts up and there's like like the bad robot or like yeah. that's some bad hat harry or you know, like there's, there's like all yeah, like that the little, production studio yeah, thing at the end. Yes, exactly. From Yolan. From Yolan. Is that, that's Nick Offerman. <laughs> that's Nick Offerman doing the voice. <laughs> From yeah. Yolan. Yeah. Um, but I'm always like, they come up <laughs> with 
this name because of some stupid, silly inside joke somewhere. Yeah, they didn't like know? market research like bad robot is going to be one that sticks with people. It's like, yeah, it was a stupid inside joke somewhere. And now it's the name of their production company. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. it's, it's kind of like if you know, like the term like Blue Harvest. I think that was like the, yeah. like the code name for Return of the Jedi, maybe. Uh, Yeah, I think you're right. And it's, but like now it's like, you know, now blue harvest which was originally like what you would put on the front of the script pages for the the cast so that like nobody knows what you're actually filming right and that you can't go in like get spoilers from like spying on set it's like now blue harvest is just also associated with star wars exactly like, as like the fake name yeah um so anyway yeah i feel like i feel like we can definitely have i always imagine the the story being very similar to stranger than fiction uh the one that you've written here oh yeah and there's no doubt that was absolutely a part of it because that was when i was um I had first discovered the movie Stranger Than Fiction. Okay. And yeah, so that was, it was fresh on my mind. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah so yeah. Carl is a very Harold Crick type. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Then the other thing I was thinking about was with your SAT words was, were you at all inspired by the SAT word uh, shower curtain that we had growing up? So mom, mom bought us like a, for the, our, our bathroom that we all shared, the three brothers had a... A, a, a big shower curtain that just had like a hundred of the hardest SAT words written on it, which yeah. you would think would be a super helpful tool. And that like, I would have like expanded my vocabulary a lot from it. And I feel like I stared at the words a lot, but I can't think of a single word that I even remember from the shower curtain. Can't remember it either. And I think largely that for me is cause like, well, when you're in the bathroom, the shower curtain was either like open and unreadable, or even if it's fully open, it's still got that like wavy feel to it. True. It's like you sort of have to try to read the words. Yeah. And because they're big, it's like, I don't even know if I want to put the effort into trying to figure out what this word means. I mean, you know, whatever. Right, right, right. So yes. it's a fun idea, but I don't think I learned a single word from the SAT word shower curtain. Well, that's the thing. Yeah. Is that like proximity to something? So we talked once upon a time. I think yours says you can do hard things. Yeah. Uh, which is like your, your like encouragement that you have like mounted on your wall in yes, your house for your no, Peloton. Yeah. Uh, and I have the one that the phrase is, uh, uh, you'll think of something mm-hmm. and there have been times like where I've like looked to it and like felt like some like sense of like reassurance like like if I'm having like a very like anxiety filled day I'm like looking at that sentiment and I'm like you'll think of something and it's like it's like you don't know the answer right now mm-hmm. but don't be impatient because just because you don't know the answer to this life problem that you're facing you'll get there right you'll yeah think of something think of something but but that being said this is I've always sort of had like a very like um uh, like unsure relationship with these these types of like wall hangings and stuff. Yeah. Because at some point in time they do just start like become like like wallpaper. You know, like you you like look through them. You like don't even right. like really like see them anymore. And it's like it's like a good mantra. It's right there. It's important to have. It's like something like a good fresh reminder. Um, similarly, like we have like a, a Ted Lasso believe poster. Like when you're walking out of our office. Yes, we do. Which we do tap every single time we walk past it. We got to. Um, yeah. We got to. Which I think I, maybe that helps having like the believe poster because there's like a, like a gesture that you do with it. And it's yeah. Sort of like, yeah. Like, Boom. okay. Believe. Although believe. believe in what? What is the goal? Yourself, man. You just got to believe. You just got to believe. You okay. Believe. Yeah. It's vague. But, but but also applicable in that yeah, way. Yeah, look, yeah, it was good. He did. Ted didn't explain it. He just put it up there. That's true. Yeah, look at the effect it had. A huge it effect. It was massive, dude. Yeah. Ted Lasso. Speaking of which, finale just dropped last <gasps> week. No, no spoilers in case. No spoilers. Had, yeah, yeah. But how do you feel about Ted? How, how I know you like really connect with the character. 
Ted and just like love the show in general as as do I. Um, but like, how were you feeling now that the show is uh, concluded? Oh, man, I, like I, genuinely like a, like a whole myriad of emotions. There's no doubt about it. Like one of them that we've talked a lot about here in office is like back. And I, I didn't realize this like when we were kids because it just never really occurred to me. Like, you know, as as a youngin, it just would have always been the case that like, yes, of course, I want this TV show that I watch on primetime TV every single night to just be renewed forever and ever and ever and ever and ever and ever. And I don't care if they just keep having to like create new drama every season so that I can continue to have more time with my characters. Like it's, it's like the same relationship you might have like with candy. It's like more is always better hard stop. And and you can't prove me wrong. Right. Yeah. Like, like, <laughs> and, and it's like, like there, there won't be the situation where you'll have given me enough candy to the point where like, I'm like, okay, I've had enough candy. Yeah. I'll, I'll pass on the next piece. You know, it's like, yeah. And, and as a kid, that was just largely true. Like when would you ever have that much candy? Um, and so as I've gotten older, I, I remember like hearing like the, the sentiment, the mantra, like, you know, like sort of speaking about like, um, popular television shows and sort of like ending them when they're supposed supposed to end mm-hmm. um the good place i think was the first uh tv show i ever heard of where it was like it's like it's not that it didn't have sufficient ratings to be a- approved for an additional season the story was just over right um and this is like contrary to like like one of my favorite tv shows growing up scrubs um where like i feel like they got to like an ending and then i'm pretty sure like NBC sold it to ABC. Yep. I that think that was the direction. Something, it went. Yeah. I don't, I don't remember the details, but I know that the show was moving from NBC to ABC for some reason or another. Yes. And, yeah. and what you ended up with was basically like, um, uh, like more of your characters, which was like, Hey, there they are. But then it was also like, but like we really lost the plot at this point in time. Like we're not at, we're not the original hospital. We don't have like all of like the returning cast. Like not everybody came back for it, you know? And like, yeah, it's it's kind of like, it's almost more of like a spinoff that you kind of like tacked on to the end of a season, but it's like, well, you know, it was, it had enough popularity to like get renewed a couple more times. Yeah. Um, Yeah. There was definitely the, yeah, the ending of scrubs is wild because certainly like, and whatever whatever transaction happened where it was moving from NBC to ABC, NBC, as far as they were concerned, when the show left their network, that was the true end of the show. Yes. Like if you just watch it, like it is a, it is a, like if you watch the last episode that ever aired on NBC, it is a series finale episode. Right. And it's like it is epic. JD is walking down the halls of the hospital. Like everyone is like lined up. There's like epic music and it feels like a really good ending. And then you're right. Like ABC boots it up the next season. It's like, yeah, everything's still happening. Forget that random thing. Um, and and then you're right. It did feel like a spinoff. And what made it worse was then they actually made another spinoff. Yeah. Right. Which was just like Scrubs again. But it wasn't like a reboot of Scrubs. It was like, no, John Dorian is just now an older doctor who sometimes appears so that we can market the show, but isn't really a main character. So, you know. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. yeah. So but I mean, the the point is, is that like at the time, uh, and, and this was probably even like a very similar relationship that I had, like with the star Wars, like prequels as they were coming out, like where, when, when they arrived, like obviously the, the reaction to them, like it, it's aged well. Like it seems like people look back on the prequels now, like with a lot more fondness than they did for like the first 15 years of their existence. Yeah. Um, but like as a kid myself, cause I was probably like 11, 12 years old when Phantom Menace came out and, 
it, it like it didn't even occur to me that there was such a thing as a as like Star Wars content that like wasn't good. All Star Wars is good. All Star Wars is good. So yeah. it's like you know like I, I'm I'm just like not even like it, it it can't even occur to me to critique it because I just exclusively love it. Yeah. Um, and so all of that being said, to like kind of like wrap it up, it's it's sort of like if I were to go to <laughs> that was a noise. Something's Don't happening. Know what outside. that is? Yeah. Um, there was there was actually one day hilariously. Well, it's still going. It sounds like somebody's dragging like a manhole cover down the street. It sounds like that. The manhole murderer. I hope not. What is that? It's definitely something very heavy being dragged on the asphalt. The manhole. Yeah. Y'all can for sure hear that. This is going to be like on a serial podcast. And they're going to be like, now, it just so happens that the podcast Popcorn Culture was recording on the street. And you can hear it happening caught on their microphone. Right, right, right. I know. Yeah, Yeah. you're exactly right. It's like, oh, okay. Now this is like part of, we added to something. True crime. Yeah. This is how the pot becomes a true, yeah. crime, true crime podcast. The city of downtown Roanoke was struck by an unusual sound on the morning of June 5th. Yeah, right, <laughs> yeah. right. 2023. Um, okay, so I lost my entire train of thought, though. Okay, so <laughs> okay, so uh, to, to wrap everything up, though, I think like to, to sort of go back to like Ted Lasso, I think, you know, three seasons and it seems to me um, like my interpretation of it is that they basically had like an entire story that they wanted to tell, you know, from start to finish. And like, I think it, I think it's actually like very expertly done because the three season arc, uh, has like its own natural trajectory, but then inside of each season, they, they gave them each of their own respective small trajectories. So like where each season has like its own, like start to finish arcs. But like, when you look at like season two, it's kind of like the, like you can tell it's, it's sort of like the down, like season, like, right. like where Ted is like, you know, maybe struggling the most. The and most. Like, yeah. And like, there's like the most going on and everything. So it's like, you sort of get to like, it, I think it's very well built from a narrative standpoint. And, and I really do appreciate, um, this idea of almost like taking the characters. And, and I would even say like, without giving any spoilers or anything, like they leave the characters just in a place where you can sort of like imagine them being able to like, go and continue their life from there. Um, and I, I think it's interesting. Um, I think it was maybe me, you and Ethan, the editor who were talking about this exact thing, but like, um, in the book, the fault in our stars, which is written by John green. Yeah. Um, a lot of the like themes of the story and like what John green was doing, like as an author, like was sort of speaking to this idea of like, you know, when the last page is turned, like the author is turning the character over to you the, the reader yeah. to, to sort of like let the characters go where, where in your mind they, they might go. go. Like, yeah. yeah, like, like the idea of like happily ever after I think is, is like the exact sentiment that, that like maybe John green was like going for in a way, even if it's not like quite as whimsical as that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I, but I feel like that sort of 
ending is like, okay, we've taken the characters, we've put them through trials and tribulations. They've been able to like rise to the occasion to achieve a place in life where you wanted them to end up. And from there they live. But like nobody is so naive to think that like, just because they, they won the battle and defeated the monster. And now they're the king and queen of the kingdom and they're beloved by their citizens or whatever. It's like, if you've ever seen game of Thrones, you also know that, Oh, that throne is definitely going to be challenged. Oh my God. At some I was just going to bring up game of Thrones. Cause it feels like game of Thrones. Now that you phrase it like that, it feels like game of Thrones is framed as like a happily never after show. Oh, good. You know? Well said, right? Like Man, that's brilliant. Like, like it, you could have watched the story of Robert's rebellion and how the Targaryens were this terrible, you know, empire and they rose to the occasion and Rhaegar, you know, killed Ned's wife and everyone, you know, they won the day. The Baratheons win. Robert's king. Hurrah. End of show. Right. But it's like, actually, all of that did happen. And now what happens? You're actually starting right at the end of the happily ever after. What Now what does Robert have to deal with in the aftermath of the war? Exactly. You know, and it's yeah. like, that's what Game of Thrones is, is like immediately picking up after the end of a happily ever after you never got to read. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. And from there, it's just like pure chaos. It is pure for, nonsense and for, horror. Yeah. yeah, exactly. For the rest of it. But no, I mean, I even think uh, you like, uh, like, so I just, I just rounded off like, you know, Hunger Games we've talked about a few times, but the, like Plutarch Heavensby, I think has a little sentiment very similar towards the end of the series, which is kind of like, eh, we're in peacetime now. Like, you know, the, like the revolution is over. Now we all just sort of like try to put it behind us for a little while. And, and everybody's just happy that like, that we that we did it and like we have this new existence and we'll wait 20 years before we start battling each other again and it's almost like the awareness that it's like oh no it, it, it's coming you know yeah, it's yeah. like you know it's like th- th- like that's the thing about the happily ever after is that it assumes zero other conflict ever happens for the character right but i i think that that's sort of like what i think uh again to to go back to ted lasso is that like i, I think that they did a nice job of like sort of presenting you with like scenarios where it's like like when you see these characters you know, kind of close out their stories. And again, without like going into any spoilers or anything, it's sort of like, you're just like, uh, like you don't even expect that for them necessarily. Like it's, it's like, it's, it's not like a happily ever after. It's not, not a happily ever after. It's sort of just like, like you can just imagine that these characters now have a life going forward and you can sort of like be like, okay. Right. It's just like that. They're all, feel like they are better people than before the show started or better versions of themselves. And like they are all better for having known each other. Yes. Kind of thing. Yeah. They're all, they're all happier for having known each other. Maybe that's a better way to say it. <laughs> right. 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 Yeah. yeah. Like they've, they've like left a positive. I think one of the things that you, that you pointed out to me very early on is that like, uh, the, the show opener, if you've ever, you know, if you've ever seen Ted, then it's like, you're like Ted's walking through the stadium and like all the seats are like graffiti eyes and stuff like that. Yeah. They're all been like vandalized and yeah. People written on them with Sharpie and stuff. And like every, every like seat that he touches, like turns like clean and new and like fresh and like, yeah. And it's like spelling out his name across the stadium. Yes. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, it's, I think that that's sort of like the overall, the overall like impact of the show is just sort of like, if like this one person can genuinely go in and just like, and like through like, positive attitude and support and love and all these things can just like literally make everybody around them better. And that is then contagious. And all of those people then become like, like pay it forward proxies of Ted's positivity. Yeah. And, and I think that like, in large part, like if you listen to the pop or watch Super Carlin Brothers or do anything to do with like, you know, like our, our shows online, like to, to me, I feel like that 
at its core is like the objective, you know, it's like, it's just to try to like send these like little sparks of positivity out there. And it's kind of like, like hoping that they will land somewhere and be able to provide good outwardly. Yeah. Um, Hopefully, (laughs) hopefully, hopefully popcorn culture is sponsored by June's journey. Okay. So y'all know how we love a good Easter egg in a movie. It's like the creators are just winking at you from the screen being like, Hey, if you know, you know, well, despite these, I often feel like my eyes are on just maximum alert, scanning every little nook and cranny of every scene. But I've got to tell you that June's journey takes this concept to a whole new level with a murder mystery backstory where you enter room after room and are tasked with quickly locating specific objects to progress through the story. And let me tell you what, I assumed I'd be good at this, but I must have played the estate parlor room like 10 times trying to clear it faster. Then there's this whole like customization aspect where you can build out your island as you earn points. It starts as like a beautiful estate. Then you can add gardens, fountains, walking paths, and so much more. So find out who murdered June's sister and get lost in the roaring 20s and discover your inner detective when you download June's journey for free today on ios and android popcorn culture is supported by shopify If you've ever purchased a candle, coffee, tea, or t-shirt from us, then you've actually interacted with our own Shopify store. Now, in case that's not clear exactly what that means, allow me to explain. Coming up with great merch can be a challenge, and figuring out where and how to sell that merch used to feel like just as difficult, until we found Shopify. Shopify is your no-excuses business partner. You can sell without needing to code or design, just bring your best ideas and Shopify will help you open up shop in no time. Long before I ever uploaded my first video to YouTube, I tried opening an online store for a past business selling aquarium stuff, as you know I did in a past life, and what I came up with was so complicated. It was the major blockade to creating merch for us for the longest time. That's where Shopify's standout feature must be its user-friendly interface and flexibility. It empowers users, regardless of technical expertise, to create and customize their online stores easily. So sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash pop pop. That's all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash pop pop now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash pop pop. Popcorn Culture is sponsored by Marvel Strike Force. Okay, so are you guys like me? Like where you watch the Avengers, you're like, wow, Nick Fury has no idea how to assemble a team. I would make so many changes. Well, with Marvel Strike Force, you can do just that. Because this game is all about engaging in epic battles, strategically assembling your team of heroes and villains to stop the evil Ultimus. But it is really not just about the battles. I mean, Marvel Strike Force offers an immersive storyline, stunning graphics, and a vast roster of characters to collect an upgrade from Spider-Man to Captain America, Doctor Strange, Doctor Doom to Black Panther, the entire Marvel Universe is yours to explore. So seriously, it doesn't even matter if you're a hardcore Marvel fan or not, or whether you're just looking for like an action-packed RPG experience. Download Marvel Strike Force now on the App Store or Google Play Store and join millions of players worldwide and unleash the power of the Marvel Universe on your mobile device. Plus, this is kind of the cool thing and maybe why you want to do it like right now is because the 
Deadpool anniversary event is going on right now. So there's like weekly events and bonuses. And if you complete each event, you receive special awards and skins and all that fun, cool cosmetic upgrade stuff. And, and we have a unique promo code for every new user. So please follow the link in our description. That's how they know you came from us and use the promo code MAXPOOL. And once again, thank you so much to Marvel Strike Force for sponsoring this episode. Which, by the way, I feel like is a great transition into the uh, Miles, Miles managed, managed, yeah, step competition that we've got yes. going on. This has been really, really, really cool. It so, has been super fun. Um, in, in case you're in case you're unaware, uh, we created a um, digital journey across the United Kingdom that starts, uh, you know, at King's Cross Station and travels all the way up to Scotland. And along the way, we've got like all these like little pit stops and everything. But like beyond that. I feel like it's really cool because like the uh, the app that we're using and the company that we're partnered with is called Pacer. And for for full disclosure, like they they were able to like work with us to like help make this competition a reality. So huge shout out to them because they've been awesome to work with and great partners. But um, the platform itself, like I was telling you just before we hopped on the call, but like I got my screen time report on Sunday morning and Pacer was my number one most used app yeah. over, the, over the past week. And I was like, Man, that is so funny because I'm not, I am not on social media anywhere. Right. And although I, Pacer is arguably like a, a light social media app. Yes, that's exactly yeah. what I was going to say. But yeah. it's, it's social media in a way that I think is, is really neat because it's like everybody is there for the same, like the same reason. Goal, like yeah. Yeah. Like we're, yeah. we're all sort of in it together. Like everybody's been so encouraging yeah. and positive I mean, and happy. And yeah. It's certainly like a step tracker first, but then like, because we're all in a group you, and everyone has like a common goal, everyone can like post their progress and pictures and words of encouragement each day to everyone else in the group. Yes. And yeah, that's been very fun seeing everyone's like updates every day and like seeing how people have been like motivated to go and you know, like, Oh, I was at five and a half miles and I was about to go to bed and I was like, like, no, that seems like such a waste. I have to go walk around my house for half a mile or something. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like, do it. Yeah, go for yeah. it. Like, get to get that little extra bit in. I know. Yeah, no, it's I've, I've seen like a lot of the same posts and it, it really I mean, it's so it is so heartwarming or like the, the number of people that are like going out and like doing it like, you know, with their dogs or with their kids or, you know, like, oh, you know, I talked to my my friend or a family member or like a spouse, you know, into into going out and like, you know, getting a getting an early morning walk in and stuff like that. So yeah. uh, it's it's been really really cool to like watch it watch it unfold so anyway if, if you're if you're at all interested there there's more than enough time to still join you can still complete the journey as long as you sign up um i think the absolute latest that you could do it and still complete it would be um july 11th so of 2023 yeah depending on when you're listening <clears throat> to this um but yeah it's been it's been really cool so far How's, has it been like impacting any of your like you're, you're, I know like the last step competition you got into like yeah I was starting to hit like 30,000 steps a day there that was our so this one's a little bit different because it's it's a distance limit rather than a step limit yes so it's um you can max out at six miles a day whereas our other step competitions have been 30,000 steps per day so it's significantly lower I would say about maybe half or less than half even depending on uh, how your how your tracking is going or whatever um, I have had um, a few days where it's been like oh I'm yeah I'm, I'm like right at that like five five and a half like 5.7 I need to mm, let me let me walk around get a few more steps before I go to bed or something or um, you know go for a walk outside or something to just kind of close out the day so it has definitely encouraged me a little bit I was yesterday is the first day I didn't get the full six miles 
done. So now I'm three miles behind the the leader pack, I the, suppose. The leader pack. Uh, as it were. Yeah. But, but also, it never feels like I'm quite in the leader pack because there's enough people internationally whose day starts um like 12 hours before hours or yes. like even before i go to bed some people have completed tomorrow's six miles yeah and it's like oh man that's crazy i mean it's so cool that's just like it's, a, it's such a worldwide thing that people are participating in um so but yeah th- so now um, i guess I'm, I'm three miles back but um yesterday i spent um a good portion of my morning um we uh, our trainer gabriel i guess bought a new set of dumbbells for the gym yeah and so i think we had for some reason supplied the old set of dumbbells yeah i think that i think that there was a there was a period of time this is this is pretty classic like what it's like to do business with ben i feel like but i think at some point in time we were getting ready to move offices and uh like one of these like online uh, weightlifting equipment retailers was running like a crazy black friday special and i was like maybe we'll put a gym in the new office which never ended up happening right we ended up buying like a like a decent little like chunk of equipment in the name of like potentially having that happen Mm -hmm. and so then it was kind of like well we've got all these dumbbells and he doesn't have a set so maybe we'll just bring them down there and and so like yeah for the past several years like in the gym that we go to we were literally using like our own dumbbells yeah so anyway he he recently like upgraded gyms and is like brand new location and has got like you know some cool little equipment and everything so uh i didn't need the ones that we had anymore so you brought them home yeah so i brought them home they'd been sitting in the back of uh my car for like four days just dragging down my gas mileage which yeah. is like something you don't consider i was like oh yeah i'm just throw this in the back of my car it's like yeah that's like uh several hundred pounds of weight you're now <laughs> lugging around yep absolutely um, but so yeah i was like i gotta get these out of here um it took me there was um dumbbells in uh uh increments of five pounds from five all the way up to 50 uh sitting in there so uh, i needed to get all those into the house and the spot was in my basement so it took me i think 11 trips to bring all every every set from the car down to the basement and it was like it was such an effort carrying them all all the way down running up and down the stairs and getting the rack down there um and then i I had like had to clean everything because it had just gotten very dusty which the kids helped me with sort of but they were very excited to be helping me wipe all the weights down and stuff and they were like this is just so dirty daddy these weights dirty Uh, that's hilarious (laughs) they're so funny (laughs) they were having a blast with it i got them all in though but that definitely was my workout for yesterday was uh running the weights up and down the stairs yeah. so um that does feel like those steps should count maybe double i know right that's what i'm saying because at some point in time you were carrying 50 pound dumbbells yeah, yeah. exactly yeah, yeah. So, um that was that was my workout for the day so i didn't quite get the extra three miles on there but i do have a set of dumbbells in my basement now so i'm pretty happy about that there we go you know working on my own home gym i've got i've got the bike and the treadmill and the weights now and you know i just need a I got. If I can clean out my storage room, I can start turning that into my little home gym. It's gonna be great. That's amazing. Someday, someday. Lot. You know, we're working. We're working towards several little home projects at the same point. The other thing, I had it was a lot of just moving heavy stuff this weekend. Um, I had. I inherited a bunch of. Um, uh, new furniture um, from Beth's uh, grandmother's house, which is, uh, I guess, you know, up for sale. Okay. Now the house is empty, and so they're trying to figure out what to do with it. So they're divvying up things to whoever wants it and stuff. And Beth wanted a few pieces of her grandmother's old furniture, which is totally cool. Um, so had to go help move all that stuff out and get it to the to the new recipients and stuff this nice. past weekend. But so, um, we're, uh, one of the things we got. 
Um, I don't even know how to describe it. It's like a little like stationary like desk slash cabinet slash chest of drawers. It's like four drawers at the bottom, and then it has a little panel you can open up. And when you open it up, it creates like a surface to write on and reveals like a little section of shelves and like drawers that you might like put envelopes in. And then above it is like a glass cabinet that has shelves in it. Ooh. So it's like it's a pretty unique looking piece of furniture. I'm not even sure what to call it. Are you um, gonna start letter writing? Oh, probably not. Yeah, but get you some like wax seal. Yeah, and, right. you know, like a little candle. And it does feel like it would be a great place to like for like uh, like a laptop to just like live. A laptop. You know? Do you think the original uh, builder was like mm, a good laptop station? Yeah, definitely not. Yeah, yeah. I don't think they could have <laughs> conceived of it. And I say a laptop because you, there's no way you could fit a desktop in there. Okay, got uh, you it, yeah. would need like a t- almost like a small screen that would um, fit after it had been folded closed. Okay. Um, so otherwise, maybe it's just a good place to put like mail. Um, oh, so that man. you can like put it away and it looks nice. Or also, I feel like the glass cabinet on top feels like it uh, looks like a liquor cabinet kind of. You know, it has a, a locking mechanism which makes it feel even more like a liquor cabinet. Except that even though we have the key and it does work, uh, the latch does not hold. Like oh. you can you can like turn it and you can even see it move. But then if you pull on the door, it just immediately comes open. It's like, well, that's a bummer. That is a bummer. <laughs> yeah, man. I was like, ah. So either I might use it for that anyway. But. Um, Nothing As like it is a very key to an old cabinet. Oh, the, I mean, it, it is. It looks exactly like you want it to. You know, it's like like way bigger than it needs to be, and it's like, yeah, this is like a fancy key. This probably opens a treasure chest or something. It has to. I mean, all keys <clears throat> that were made that look like that must must open. They must be twofold. Yeah, it can open like your standard writing desk, mm-hmm. and also a treasure chest deep at the deep at the bottom of the sea. Yeah. So we, it was a real it was a real challenge for carpenters during this particular period of time because not only did you have to know how to build exquisite furniture, but you also had to have a boat and piles of treasure that you could then drive out to the middle of the ocean yeah. and leave exactly so that someday someone like you could, could inherit it, it and, yeah. then, and then go and, and, and then go, go on a treasure hunt go and collect your treasure exactly. so There's nothing better than a good treasure you, hunt. Sh- you should also like touch around for like hidden <clears throat> panels like were you like like press pressure sensitive well or? it's so funny you should say that oh my gosh no, don't tell me no there wasn't any kind of like treasure treasure but like um i think you know as the as the rest of um as the the house has been getting cleared out, like there's nothing, nothing anyone knew was left in the like drawers or anything. Okay. But as I'm like going through and feeling it, there's like it turns out that um, after you open the little door to reveal like the tiny shelves on the inside, there were two little um, tiny like slide out the compartments that you could put stuff in. And so we like I pulled one side out. Um, and there was like a an unused, you know, coupon for Lowe's or something. So like, um, okay. like you know, like that wasn't very exciting. But then we pulled open the other one and there was like um, it was like her grandfather's like old like postal employee like identification card or something. Whoa. And that one was really cool. It was like, whoa, no way. That's like a tw- this has been in here for like 20 years or something. You know, That's pretty like, wild. So that was pretty. That was a kind of a cool one. Beth was happy to find that one. Hidden treasure. Um, I know. Yeah. So it was, it was a little bit of a hidden treasure. But um. Nonetheless, it, it the um, the experience of getting all this old furniture, which is like clearly like nice, but it's a little bit like scuffed up here and there, and definitely just like looks older. Not like it necessarily fits in our you know uh, modern day home. Sure. So it it sent me down like furniture restoration TikTok. Oh boy. Oh man, oh, I was boy. just like, and it's like I'm just watching the videos, and it's like the people in the videos were so good at it. Oh, but it yeah, makes it yeah. feels like too possible, and I'm like, I can do this. I am like, uh, of course I can. It's a, how hard? Just I just gotta get a sander. Sand it down, and then you just just paint over it, change the hardware out, boom, bam, 
modern piece of furniture. Modern. I, yeah. Uh, honestly, I think that they, that they're sending you the correct messaging and yeah. that this is as easy as you think and you should do it. I this I totally plan on doing it and it feels like a great excuse to just go get some like new tools, which is always fun. Always fun. You know, new it's tool like, day. Exactly. It's like it's one of those things when you're at the hardware store. Sometimes you're like, I don't own. It's like there's sometimes I'll look at stuff and I feel I feel like I feel like I should own this, but at the same time I'm like, but I've made it to to this point in life and never needed this object once. So I probably don't need it. But there's like, now you're reaching stages of your life where it's like, I, I finally have the reason for that. Right. And so now, now I finally have a reason to go buy this thing. And hopefully once you have it, I feel this is the thing. Like maybe now that I need it, like more doors are open where maybe I have, maybe there's been things I've wanted to do in the past, but like, because I didn't have the tool, I was like, eh, I just I just won't get it done because I don't really need to do that. Right. And doing it would involve going to buy this expensive tool that will help me accomplish this minor thing that is otherwise not really that big a deal. Mm-hmm. But now, now that you've got it, now that now that like opens those doors ahead of time. Yes. Yeah. yeah. No. Absolutely. I mean, I think I think back like my my early aquarium days. I feel like I like all of the all the jobs that I was going out on. Like we would um like one one of the ones that I that I think w- that was particularly impactful on me and i've talked about it before but i was going to lexington kentucky uh there was a restaurant at the time which has since closed called coba casina Mm. and we were installing like the world's largest private jellyfish aquarium so if you're in lexington kentucky you remember the huge jellyfish aquarium i helped install it kabam um kabam um but while we were there so like the crew i was with i've I've talked about them before but they were all florida-based and so like they What they had discovered was that it was less expensive once they got on site to go to Lowe's and buy all the tools that they were going to need than to, like, try to haul them all up there. Really? Yes. Wow. And and so, like, you know, we got there and, like, day one of the project was literally just, like, going to the, the hardware store with, like, this massive list and just getting, like, one of everything. And I remember just being, like this is wild. And, <laughs> you know, like there was like a million different ways, like everything. I mean, you know, like they, at the end of the day, like they had like so much thoughtful use. And then the other thing is that we knew that since I was going to be there and that the center and the square project here in Roanoke was coming, we we're going to be able to take all those tools from Lexington. And I was going to be able to drive them to Roanoke where they could then sit until mm. they could be used for the Roanoke project. Nice. Um, I know. So it was, it was like, you know, it all, it all worked out in the end, you know, they, they got like a lot of mileage out of these things, but um, I do, think that like 2012 2013 like while i was doing this stuff it was just sort of like i got home and i was like well now i want tools so yeah. i can like so i can do everything and i remember i mean i was going through and like like pulling out like all the scrap wood that we were using for like all the projects and like being like hey we can make cornhole boards out of these so like mm-hmm. our set of like cornhole boards are literally made from what was previously um plywood that we put over top of the aquarium while it was still empty so that like no uh, construction materials would fall in oh. while the rest of the building was being renovated. Oh, nice. So, yeah, if you like look on the back of it, I think it says like center in the square roof lid or something like that. Like it's like literally like written like in Sharpie from, Excellent. from I originally did that. Yeah, That's so, so fun. Um, I don't know where I was going with this other than the fact that, yeah, like so I, I feel like there was so much for me where it was like there was like like a single project, like a recreational project where I was like, I really, really, really want like this tool so I could do this one thing. Yeah. And it was kind of like I would like get that one thing 
something done, it was like, oh man, okay, well now I have the tool in case we ever need it in the future. Right. But so now I have to store the tool. <laughs> now I have to store the tool. So I end up having like a pretty decent collection of tools. And whenever the like the opportunity arises to actually like put everything to use, I'm like, yes, <laughs> this is so much fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also been very exciting. I feel like you you definitely seem to have like caught the uh, caught the the home project bug. I mean, a little bit. It's been fun uh, working on stuff on the weekends and i feel like i've got like a list of different projects i want to do i feel like fixing up the um the old furniture is like a like a fun one it feels very approachable because for the most part it feels like just like sanding and paint and changing the hardware which like for the most part i feel very capable of doing as long as i have the tools right um so i think you know i can go get like a, a fun sander and then i can get like one of the spray paint gun things nice so you can just do it like nice and even and I'm like convinced that the, the it's like I, I in my in my brain I build up these weird hurdles that I feel like I am incapable of solving that like I like will put the paint on wrong or like I'll I'll do ninety percent of it right but then like I won't apply like a proper sealant on the end to make it keep looking nice and I'm like well I, c- I can't figure that out so I won't do it and it's like just no you can you can look up how to what sealant to buy. And just put it on at the end. And like no one's like there's no reason you can't do that. <laughs> you know, it's like that. It feels like one of those things that's like, yeah, it's a finishing touch where like, you know what? Even it's painted. You can just go set it in the house now and it'll be pretty much good for the entire time you have it. Whereas like there is like one extra step that isn't like fun or glamorous that will actually make it look better the entire time and keep it safe that I feels like I like my past self is very prone to just like skipping that step all of the time. Sure. You know, it's like, I do not want to skip that step, but I feel like I can already feel past me, like reaching into the future being like, don't worry about that. That's just extra work. You can just go inside and play video games right now. That's going to be like a whole nother hour of time out of your day that you have to do to do something that isn't really going to matter. Right. You know, I don't know if you ever had that, voice in your brain <laughs> it's uh, i mean not not no like i i know that like early on in the pop one of the things that i was doing was um we were i think it was it was right as like sort of covid was was underway so probably another moment in time where i was like all right well we can't go to the gym so may as well do a home gym but like my basement <coughs> has like really low ceilings so it's like well i can't really do one in the basement and like my attic the problem which i've tried up there as well um my attic has really high ceilings but then it's kind of like well do you want to be like setting down like heavy weights in your attic it's like right it feels like that's the type of thing like where like if i if like like deadlifting for example if i'm setting down like a 300 pound barbell over and over again that's like the equivalent of taking like a 300 pound sledgehammer and just striking my house with it like right, right. At its core and so it's like it probably wouldn't be a problem if i did it once or 10 times but like 300 times it's like at some point yeah, in time, you, it's like yeah are like, you gonna like drop the weight through the ceiling yeah yeah exactly yeah yeah or like like cause like fractures or cracks or like like you know like shifting something about the house at some point in time so i know that i i think that there's like some people who've talked about this like by putting like a like a your washer and dryer in the third floor of your house or something like that or like the top floor because like the dryers like centrifugal rocky motion or something can like literally i don't know whatever it doesn't matter um but so my end all be all conclusion was like okay there's this space in my backyard that is basically like dead grass that's like the the place where like i leave like my yard clippings like it's not really anything like nothing grows there like you know it gets too much shade every day so i went back and i was doing like the concrete pad 
or yeah. I, had, I had aspirations of pouring a concrete pad, which is like something I've never I've never done before. I have no experience with whatsoever. It was like all just like raw learning from the very beginning. And I feel like, you know, it, it, or the, the orchestration of executing it took so much like thought because like concrete itself is very heavy and you were going to need like 90 bags of like 80 pound concrete right which like my truck is big but not capable of like transporting 90 pounds of payload or 90 bags of concrete all right. at once like it would like literally like cause the springs in my truck to like burst or like right. my bumper to drag on the ground so you know it's like getting all the materials there and then the materials are like you know sitting outside of my house and then there's rain in the forecast and then i need to go and rent like a concrete mixer you know it's like right they're, they're all things it's like okay i need to go on this because if i don't then it will rain and if all those bags of concrete get wet they will turn into rocks right <laughs> like yeah where they sit um you know. and then, then i really have a problem yeah and then i really have a problem in fact i think during uh the pandemic there was like a whole phase of things where people were literally buying bags of concrete setting them up as like as like little like retaining walls or like shelves or steps or something just spraying them down with water letting the concrete form inside of the bag and then just cutting away the paper. And then you would have these like stone walls Weird. that were, that were like the pieces of the puzzle were quite literally just like bags of dry yeah. concrete. And it feels like it'd be impossible to get all the paper away. It does feel like that would be <laughs> like, impossible. there'd be like little rips of it or something. Yes. Just yeah, paint yeah. over it. Just paint over it. Paint It'll, over be fine. It, man. It'll be fine. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure plaster we, the holes or whatever. Right. Yeah. I'm sure one person did it somewhere extremely well and had a really nice photo of it that then inspired literally every other person who probably then had like yeah, like, yeah, like, like really less, lumpy yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah versions. Like less good results. Mm -hmm. um, all this to say though, it was kind of like one of those things where it was kind of like you needed to pull the trigger on something because the obstacle to get this thing started was rather considerable in that like you needed to like amass all the materials you need to like recruit the friend who was going to come like help you do it. And then like, once you start like pouring bags of concrete, it's like now you can't stop. Exactly. You know, cause if, if we did like eight bags and we're like, nah, this is a bad idea. Then it's like, now you've got eight bags of wet concrete on the ground. It's like, well, right. Those, better go grab a shovel. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like get rid of them real fast. Um, so we get through the whole thing. Sure enough, the forecast like ends up being accurate and like it starts pouring rain which mm. is like the worst for concrete because then like little water droplets are yeah. like falling on the surface on the concrete yeah like making little patterns that are gonna be there forever exactly exactly and so you know like as, as all this is going down i'm like definitely feeling like out of my league and i'm like i don't really know what i'm doing and, like i'm trying to like you know figure out like the best way to do it so like i don't have this you know what is what is 90 times 80 like nine times eight would be um, 72 72 yeah, yeah. So like 7200 pounds yeah of concrete that are now set into my backyard so it's like once once all of that is happening you're like okay now i just gotta be okay with it but then throughout the course of the night we put a, like a tailgating tent over the entire pad so that like you know less rain would get on it but it didn't stop all of it and then like a cat walked across it in the middle of the night so yeah like, like what do you do about that there's yeah. like paw prints now permanently like embedded into my pad um and so all of this to say that in the end, it's not like there weren't imperfections, but somehow it also was like everybody who comes over is like, man, who did your pad for you? Or like, 
was this expensive or was it hard to do? Yeah. Like, like nobody is ever like, why is there like a weird smear mark over here? Like what's up with the cat footprints? Or, yeah. You know, it's like, <laughs> like nobody ever seems to like have any like actual issue with it. So uh, all of them, it's a really long winded way of saying like the end result might not be perfect and you might see the imperfections, but like, I feel like it's, it's so frequently the case that nobody else sees those. That is, yeah, this is, this is like the, the that you will always see the, the problem, the, what you perceive to be like a, a glaring problem. Right. Where Whereas like I think even like last week we had a video go up where like there was um, there was some rendering problem on some transitions um, that uh, Riley had put into like uh, one of our main videos for like the J vs Ben or something and like no one noticed it until it had been up for like a day or something but like the screen just like cut to black once or twice okay and it's like you know from our point of view we would look at it and be like oh my gosh we it's like what an embarrassing mistake right like right. everyone's gonna everyone's unsubscribing whereas like if you're the end viewer you probably just watch it and like maybe some people are like oop that was a mistake but like most people are like oh that was they just did that they did that on purpose right 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 you know? yes yeah yeah and and it you're you're exactly correct like i mean like and like little little tiny things are gonna like sneak through here there and everywhere and, and it'd be so interesting to see like if you've watched like like finished pieces of content and like you could almost do it like with the creator who was then like oh i see like this wasn't supposed to go like that like you know, right like, you know, whatever um like that person knows but like how often does anybody else realize it and hopefully people at home aren't like yeah we saw a glaring mistake guys yeah <laughs> <laughs> Um, exactly but i i do think for the most part that like when when you're aware of like what went wrong it probably bothers you a lot more than it would than it would in general bother anybody else yeah because for sure because you know you're you're like so hands-on you were so close to the project right you see it right well speaking of home projects and concrete pads i feel like beth and i were discussing our own concrete pad this very past weekend no kidding i know i know so i might need your expertise at some point slash just manpower um, because the, one of the other things I would like want to try and work on getting put in at my house at some point, I don't even know is a hot tub. Oh, I know. Look at I you know. go. I know. It'd be super fun. This is like, I have, feel like I have this weird relationship with like hot tubs in my brain where I'm like, for a long time, I felt like, like it's embarrassing to want a hot tub or something. Like, I don't know why I have like, why, why that was the, the messaging, but I felt like that like settled in my brain at some point growing up. I couldn't even tell you when, but like, like it, no, it's, you shouldn't, you shouldn't want that. That's a, that's a, that's an object that won't get used. That'd be really expensive. That like, won't like yield you the joy you think it's going to yield you or something. Interesting. Or I don't, I don't know, but like, I think the more I've reflected upon it, I'm like, I want, no, I want, I don't care. I want one. Like, uh, this uh, is like, I enjoy it. And I, this is, you know, there's no, no one says I can't have one. <laughs> you know, if I go to the effort of, you know, saving money for it and buying it and putting the concrete pad in, like I can, there's, there's no reason I shouldn't be able to enjoy this. If I, an adult want one, just because some older version of me thought it was slightly embarrassing to want it. You know, <laughs> I know it is very interesting. I think at times to get into your psychology to like learn what has been like your barrier, yeah, to to doing some of these things. But I gotta say, if you want to like like stop recording right now and go mm -hmm. like load up some lumber, like I mean, we can probably have that thing poured by by three p this afternoon. Man. I mean, I feel good about this. Like, <laughs> yeah, I am excited about the prospect of someone I know owning a hot tub. Exactly right, because then other people can use people. It's a reason to come over. I feel like I have heard um other other like uh, uh people talk about how it's like a it's a really good thing you can do with your family because it's a it's a 
activity that everyone enjoys, but also is um, not great for screens. So it's a great way for like people for like your family to be together without screens. Oh, yeah, that's, know? that's super clever. Water. Yeah. Why? Because water. <laughs> because of the water. <laughs> yeah. Alternatively, if you wanted to introduce a screen to it, you could also probably set up like an outdoor projector and have like outdoor movie nights oh, from yeah. the hot tub, which mm-hmm. I think just sounds like a lot of fun. Mm, yeah, yeah, it does, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's immediately contrary to your exact plan. But. No, and I think even I like I Googled it this morning to see like, you know, where do you even go to like buy one or look for one and like um, uh, you know, it immediately pops you up with some website that's trying to aggregate all the information for you. And it's like, what kind of add-ons are you looking for? Like LED screens? And I was like, no, I just want jets and water, you know? <laughs> <laughs> just Can it be made from like a single oak log? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be epic. How big would the tree have to be? Goodness gracious. Oh, it probably would be a hate crime to cut it down. Yeah, it probably <laughs> would. <laughs> Would. Uh, uh, oh, hey, nice. Hey, well done. Um, no, but that honestly, I think that this seems, this seems like a really great plan and it sounds like a fun quest. For I know, right? So, it. yeah, I got to, this is, well, and it's like, you're right, immediately you got to figure out like, okay, but like before you can even get it, you would need a place to put it and you would, the first, but like before you can, you know, make the, the concrete pad upon which it's going to sit you almost also need to know how big the tub will be so you almost have to like pick out the one you want put it on hold and then in the meantime do all this other thing with the appropriate measurements right and then yeah and then i don't even know like i don't i don't know how hot tubs function or anything like that does this involve like plumbing do you uh do you have to like have something like yeah plumbed in do you need like an alternate power source do you just like plug it into an outlet that all sounds i don't know no it would yeah. be hardwired for sure yeah. to your home but we, yeah. we can certainly figure a lot of that okay, stuff out yeah because yeah. as you will recall uh back when we were roommates together i did go and buy a 300 ben, i absolutely remember the time that we briefly owned a hot tub that like through complete happenstance managed to heat itself up for all of the wrong reasons. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, it was, uh, it it always reminds me and and this this is probably like one of those things that'll age us real quick, but if you you ever watched the Rugrats growing up, the dad's name was Stu Pickles. Stu Pickles. And was he an inventor? He he invented toys. Yeah. He invented toys. Okay. But it seemed like, like Stu was like kind of like your classic, very whimsical, excitable, uh, like into stuff, but like he also was using like paper clips and chewing gum and like duct tape to like yeah. to like make stuff work. And uh, in in the end, our hot tub ended up being heated because I discovered that there was a um, a flapper switch, which is a, a kind of electronic element that was supposed to engage or not engage uh, b- with electrical power. However, however, ours did not work and a replacement was non-existent. And so I literally just zip tied it down. So like instead of it engaging every time the thermostat told it to engage, it was just always engaged which basically meant that like if you got inside of the hot tub it would just like boil you into soup (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah you Uh, had to like but also it took forever for it to heat up well that was because originally when we set it up i couldn't figure out how to get the heating element to engage so this Mm. was the first problem okay and then just the sheer friction of the motor running continuously for days on end right uh, eventually is what actually heated the water up to the point where it was hot tub water right so just Um, because yeah so basically the motor was overheating and that excess heat was heating the hot tub, which happened to be the result you were going for. Yes, but not, not the uh, not the intended way in which this is supposed to happen. It would basically be like uh, like running the the pump 
into the ground in the process of it generating so much excess friction. Yeah, that mm. it would. That well, it would it's a miracle there. we didn't like fry ourselves in that thing. It is a miracle. Yeah. It is a miracle. Although I would also say it was a miracle that we ever got to the point where we ever successfully used it, even at all. Yeah. So, so there was, there's there was, that. There was that. And you know? we did successfully use it a few times. Yeah. And uh, we even had a great amount of fun yes. using it. So I know exactly. Proud so, of us. Is proud what of us really is what it comes down to. And hopefully, if and when I get my own hot tub at some point in the future, it will run appropriately in the way it's supposed to and not because of a bunch of weird other problems. I suspect we will have not purchased it off Craigslist. I suspect that as well. Yeah. Like, in fact, underlying requirement for this plan. Right. Um, We're just going to buy it new. That's what I'm thinking. Or else from a very reputable friend who bought it and decided they didn't want it and now just wants it off their deck. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what, what I think is kind of interesting about this, though, is sort of something you touched on there, because I feel like this has been even going back to the tools example, like I think one of the things that stood out to me about owning tools was then the ability to then like provide them on like on loan or t- for people to borrow who just knew me. So mm. like it would be like a reason for people to want to be my friend was be like, like, oh, Ben has a lot of tools. So like, you know, but, like it's he's a helpful friend to have because he has like the answer to a bunch of the problems. Ah, you know? Interesting. So, and so I feel like for a long time that was sort of like, you know, like that was part of like what I wanted and um i was i was doing a lake weekend for memorial day and we were out there and doing like boat stuff and all that and one of the big things that like sort of like was kind of circulating through my mind was like the real underlying reason why i feel like i had always wanted a boat before was not it's it's for the exact same reason it's like in the exact partially it sounds like what you're going for with the hot tub as well it's like it's a great reason for people to come over it's like an activity when they come over that you can then do and it's like widely accepted by lots of people as like a fun way to like spend time right and i think for me that was always like the the idea with the boat is like if i can have like and this is it's funny because it's not intended to be this way but it's it's like i think it for me reflects like my own self-esteem back at me a little bit where Mm -hmm. it's almost like well people don't want to just be my friend i need to have useful things that they will want to engage with in order for them to want to be my friend because like my personality alone that's probably not gonna do it (laughs) (laughs) we need we need something else in the equation Mm mm-hmm but that was the real thing. I was like, like uh, uh, wakeboard boats in particular are th- just very, very expensive uh, vessels to own. Yeah. And so it's like, for the most part, it's been like wildly out of reach always. And the thing is, is that like, I've really, really, really like covet one. Like I would love to have one, but it's not at all because I have any intention of ever becoming a really good wakeboarder. Right. You know, it's like what I really want is like the the day that I remember doing like water skiing for the first time, I remember it was like this huge boost in like my own morale. Like it was it was like slides, like we right. talked about with Luke. It was like yeah. it was an opportunity to be brave. And I feel like I loved that day in my life so much that the thing that I've always wanted to provide to the people in my life is that same moment. Right. It's it's almost like there's there's nothing that I can like go back to. I mean not nothing, but like there's very few instances in like my my life and childhood where like I knew that like so much about my life changed in one day, in one move with one thing. Right. And it was like it was like oh my gosh, like I was really scared of this i was so scared in fact that i was certain that if i did it like harm would befall me Mm -hmm. you know and instead i discovered like oh wow 
I can do it. And I got up and it was really fun. And I was really proud of that. And so it's like, when it, like what I really want is the thing that would then provide the gateway to then have other people in my life come and have that same experience. And like, mm-hmm. it's like, it's interesting because it's like, I have to back up like 50 steps going back to like being like eight years old to find the source material for why now as a 33 year old, I want this thing so badly. Right. And it's literally just because it's like, I can't think of anything that I could give people that would be more meaningful than that experience that I had when I was eight. Right. You know? And <laughs> yeah. so it's like, it's, it's, I don't know. It's, um, I, the way that you were talking about the hot tub, I feel like was like, I thought like, this is how I this is how I am with the with the boat. Like mm-hmm. this is this is like the thing I want to be able to to do. Yeah. Well, l- rest assured, the reason I want one is not just so that I can have people come over. It's because I personally love sitting in hot tubs. Yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> yeah. that, it also makes me super happy to imagine just like just like calling you up and being like, hey, what are you up to? Back? I'm, like, I'm in I'm the hot tub, the, man. I'm, I'm in the, the tub. That's, that's it. Yeah, it's, it's bubbling. Yeah, we're going, man. We're, we're just relaxing out here. I oh, know. You're going yeah. to create like a little oasis in your backyard. That's exactly what I'm going for. Like, you know, like, yeah. I got also, I got my garden over there. I have my hot tub over here. I got hopefully my slide at some point. You know, I know. I know. Yeah. Yeah, I'll work on that slide. Yeah, work on that slide. Yeah. 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 We're working on it. We're getting there. Yeah, then the, at some point, the other thing I'm working on, or well, I don't know. This, this is my list of house projects. Is we're, we're trying. Eventually, we're going to reorganize the garage, which is going to be great. Well, but you know, that's a whole different project. It feels like you th- know. this is like one of those things where it's like reorganizing the garage feels like the least permanent thing that you can ever do like i feel like the number of times that like dad has like sent the family chat like a photo of the neatly organized garage because mm-hmm. like he was finally able to get rid of the ramp that i built in college for, right like, my snowboard machine or uh my snowboard my snow machine yeah um <laughs> i built a machine that makes snowboards it's awesome yeah um, if only if only yeah um or like there have been so many times where like it's just been like stuffed full of like old aquariums or like one of us was like home from college and had like our couches in there or something like that like i feel like the number of times dad has like gotten back to garage zero yeah and he's like I w- i'm able to park a car in there again and then yeah it's like, and, then it, and then it changes again and then it changes again so yeah. um it's I, it, I i say that because i feel like my basement is the exact same way it's like the number of times i've gone through and like i've removed everything and i've done goodwill runs and i've like mounted stuff to the walls and i've installed new shelves and then it's like give it another year and it's like oh man just i put a whole bunch again. of other stuff down there i've got this one corner from our duck in a cup weekend yeah that is just full of a giant duck costume and like a Tupperware container full of rubber ducks and like nice. a swimming pool Solid. in the shape of a rubber duck and just huge duck inflatable. I don't know. There's there's so much there's so much duck related things down there. So As if, one if, should have. If anybody needs some some duck related things, just let me know. Yeah, there you go. That sounds pretty solid. That sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, I I don't know the, that that one is definitely high up on best list. Of just redoing the garage because we just inherited like the garage space we had. Actually, this is sort of a funny story. Like the entire time we have uh, lived at my current house, we've not really had you know, like um, a car that could comfortably fit inside the garage. Okay. And so Luke one day came home from preschool and was telling us how like one of his friends, like their parents parked their the car in the garage and Luke was like, that's the, you don't put cars in garages. Oh. And it was just so funny that his perception was that like that, like, because like the intended use for a garage is to park your car. Right. But like, you know, we, we just don't because well, uh, th- this is like another weird thing that like 
two car garages are the wrong size. Like the standard size for like a two car garage comes from like a long time ago when cars were smaller. Okay. And so like a modern amenity, like when you're building a house, like you almost have to list like two car garage, but no one can fit two cars in their garage or like modern size cars. Cause cars are just bigger right now because they have different amenities. So like, um, anyway, like certainly, uh, the the way it is in ours, you know, we wouldn't have to take a lot of stuff out, and maybe Beth could fit the minivan in, there, or maybe one of us could put it in there. Okay, but then it would just still be the other the other car would just be out there behind it, you okay. know, just in the elements, just out in the elements. Poor thing. I know, poor it's, thing. It's like we were talking about like uh, indoor cats versus like outdoor cats or something. It's like it's an outdoor it's an outdoor car. It's an outdoor car. It's an outdoor car. It lives yeah. outside. Lives outside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, yeah, that that was funny to me that Luke di- like didn't. Didn't consider that garages were four cars. And like the more I think about it, though, it's like our garage really probably will never be for a car. It, you it know, is really it's funny. like just like this sort of semi outdoor storage space. <laughs> you know, but this is this is also kind of hilarious as well, because I feel like this is when you're a kid and your entire reality is like the way that your parents have like decided to do things. Yeah. But then you realize like just how different literally every single person is and like their little like isms and how they go about like doing things. Yeah. But I, I do think that like when you're a kid and you go over to your friend's houses and like they, like their parents do things slightly differently and you're kind of like, why would you do it like that? There's, exactly. a, yeah. there's clearly a better way to do it. Yeah. You know? And it's like, my way. And it's my way. Park your cars outside. Yeah. Then you don't have, have to open the door. Exactly. Save right? me time, friend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. At my old house, um, I would there I could I had the the Nissan Juke and that was like a tiny little car and even though I had a very tiny little garage I could fit it in there and oh, I would park it in there. That's pretty cool. Yeah, the, I I always liked doing that. I was like, "Oh, then I can come in through the basement." And then it got to the point where after we had Luke, it was like, "Now the car seats in the back and if I ever have to put Luke in the car now, it's a real hassle because the second door open and yeah. stuff like that." Yeah. yeah. A lot of geometry to consider and stuff. <laughs> very, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, it becomes very complicated yeah, very, very quickly. Co- yeah, yeah, so. yeah. okay. Okay. Well, that's very cool. So aspirations is to uh, to hot tub and a, a garage you can park in yeah yeah so yeah we want uh we want hot tub no not garage you can park in just 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 organized garage okay, okay. yeah we'll just that take, is we'll that, that is nice yeah nice. so we want yeah hot tub garage mahal that's what we're going for garage mahal yeah that's amazing <laughs> that's our that's the name of our project <laughs> i like it i like it we have we have a uh, a neighbor on our street who uh they like we we live in like a neighborhood uh like in roanoke that is sort of like welcoming to like young families young professionals stuff like that like it's their their homes that are sort of like like they they are good starter homes uh but my my down the street neighbors from us are um like empty nesters they're both doctors um and so they like you know they like live like a very like you know humble uh like reality and everything but one of the things that they recently did during covid was go through and build like just the absolutely most massive addition garage mahal to their home nice uh like where it's just like this like they took like what was a huge backyard and filled it with like extra house and it's amazing but like all of us neighbors were looking at it we're like this is so disproportionate value wise to literally (laughs) everything else in this entire neighborhood right now, because it's such a massive, like it's like got like cast iron, uh, like twisted chain, not chain, like, uh, like fencing. That's just like, you know, it's like from like a, like a garden from like a, you know, like a palace or something like that. It's just, it's really beautiful. But, um, 
Yeah, anyway, so when you said that, I was like, maybe they'll do that. Yeah, I don't yeah. know about that. Yeah, yeah. I'm talking about more like mounting shelves to the walls and getting rid of the existing stuff that's in there. Hey, that's yeah. pretty cool, too. Yeah, that's pretty, pretty good, cool eh? Too. We have a pegboard where you can put your hammer. Oh, man. Yeah, I got a, I got a box for that, you know? Oh. I got a toolbox. Yeah, <laughs> a toolbox. <laughs> toolbox. Yeah, there's like, there are these cool, like, um, uh, there are like, I don't know, garage renovation, like th- things that are specific, like, I don't know. Um, I can't remember the name of the brand, but it's like more like kind of like sliders or something you would adhere to the wall. And then like all of the um, accessories just sort of like click into the holders. Uh, yes, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it's like, I think basically that's what we want. Like that. <laughs> we are becoming a middle aged podcast very, very quickly. Well, you know, Ben, we're at episode 183. So maybe our podcast is middle aged. Who's to say? Who's to say? <laughs> Which means that we will we will officially conclude. We're going to announce it today uh, that at 366 episodes, that will be the end. That'll be the end. That's it. <laughs> Goodbye. See ya. So, someone's going to have to remind us when we get to, to our, our. Well, it would be funny because 365 episodes will be like one year. Oh, you know? man. You know, like 365 days in a year. Yeah. So hopefully it doesn't land on leap year, <laughs> man. In which case, three hundred sixty-six would be our grand conclusion. Man, wouldn't that be weird? That would wouldn't it, that'd be so weird if we made just enough episodes that you could listen to one episode a day for a year. Yeah, that'd be wild. Yeah, that'd be so wild, man. You could go through the whole popcorn journey in one in one year. In one year, just yeah. Enjoy that ride. Although hopefully we have way more than three hundred and sixty episodes at some point, and we're just continuing to thrive into the future. Huzzah! Woohoo! Yeah, no, that's that would that would certainly be the call. Although, if we wanted to bring it absolutely full circle, we could talk about Ted Lasso and the fact that they ended the story when it was supposed to end. And so maybe at some point in time, we just need to figure out when the story is supposed to end. Do we have like an, an overarching narrative for popcorn culture? We we've grown. <laughs> well, I, th- no I think we've grown. Yeah, you know, we. I mean, we've since since the start of the pop, we've got I've gotten married. Uh, we went through a pandemic. Yeah. Uh, you had twins. Yeah. I had Addy. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I think then there was also that instance where you installed a fence around your garden. So, there, well, yeah, we means- installed the fence around the garden. Hopefully by the end, um, there, there will be the hot tub. Um, we will know whether or not Bazooka Jack is victorious. Right. You know, yeah. Yep, lots yep. of, you know, lots of recurring narratives so, here. Th- yeah. Okay. These are the, these are the real questions is by episode 366. Will it be the case that you have a hot tub in your backyard? If you're still living in the same house. Yeah. Uh, and will you have a tube slide coming Ooh, off of your deck? Man, these are goals that feel achievable I know. in the short term. And, and so. maybe I'll be able to play Good good Riddance by Green Day on guitar. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> these are the, 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 we're, we're really shooting for the stars over here, right. people. You know. Anyway, guys. That's what we have to live for now. Right. Yes. <laughs> on the note of ending. This seems like a good pot. It's a good spot to close out today's episode of the pop. Um, guys, again, if you're interested in joining in, joining in on Miles Managed, uh, the step competition, it is not too late. Uh, we have a link in the show notes or the description down below, depending on wherever you're watching this. Uh, it is absolutely free to join, so there's there's no cost involved. Uh, and as long as you sign up by July 11th, and it, at that point in time, you would need to go full hog and go for like six miles a day in yeah, order to complete yeah. the journey. But uh, it's a great community of people over there. Everybody's been super active and posting, and it's just been uh, it's been really really fun I've, I've absolutely enjoyed every second of it so if you if you're not a part of it if you want to be a part of it if you're on the fence uh like th- let this be your push to come and come and join the fun because i do think you'll you'll have a great time with it but otherwise guys until next time pop pop pop